Yeah, the number to call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, Savan or help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, and anytime, 416-216-5910. Uh, man, this is uh, we. I want to touch on this right away before we get into taking phone calls and talking about all the things we always talk about on the show. Uh, you, you, you couldn't swing a cat without running into this story this week on whether it was uh, Global News, CBC, Stafford covered. Oakley was talking about it. Roy Green was all over it yesterday in the Chorus Radio Network. And that is this couple who uh, vacationed in Hawaii, and she um, had a premature birth. Uh, a few months out, and uh, was laid up in Hawaii, and uh, t- they took Blue Cross insurance uh, for the trip, and they were not covered. Now they've been slapped with almost a million-dollar bill that they're not covering. This was everywhere. Now tell us how you came into this and All what's right. happened. Well, John, tell us the news, man. Yeah, this is insane. I've been speaking with media outlets the entire week, uh, and this is just something that everyone should be aware of, anyone who takes okay. travel insurance. So, yeah, just like you said, this couple went to Hawaii, and they thought they had good insurance. They went to a broker, an insurance broker, who sold them that policy. Uh, Apparently, that broker never even gave them the policy, just gave them, you know, a few cards and a pamphlet. And, of course, this couple goes. I think they were in uh, Maui. And, uh, you know, she was 26 weeks pregnant. She was fine. She got Mm -hmm. the old clear from her doctor to travel. And, of course, they get there, and during dinner, uh, her water breaks. And, of course, she gets admitted to a hospital. And they contact Blue Cross. And Blue Cross then looks at all their documents, looks at everything, and say, oh, wait a second. You had a bladder uh, infection a few months before you left uh, you know, Canada, which led to bleeding. We see that as a high-risk pregnancy. That was a pre-existing condition. In those magical words, pre-existing right. condition. Uh, we are denying your claim. So get this. So she's giving birth now to, to a child, uh, a, a, a baby girl that's in the NICU. And now they have that pressure of knowing that they're not covered. They have no way of getting back home. They're, they're stuck there. And, you know, this has been ongoing for about a year or so. And they, you know, they were actually contemplating filing for bankruptcy as a last resort. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was contacted by various media outlets, the National Post, CBC, a whole bunch of them give interviews. And yesterday I was on the Roy Green Show, uh, uh, Green Show and uh, Roy was able to get um, Jennifer, Jennifer Hukulak, on air. And so I spoke with her uh, for about 10 minutes and I asked her questions. And I'll tell you this, from, from the information that I gathered, uh, there is absolutely no way in hell the Blue Cross is not going to be on the hook here. Seriously? Okay, explain. Absolutely. Now, there's going to be several issues we're going to have to deal with because there was an issue with the, the uh, policy expiring while they were there. Yep. But the point is this idea of a pre-existing condition, the idea that she was a high-risk pregnancy, when, by the way, her own specialist, after Blue Cross denied the claim, wrote Blue Cross and said, no, she was not a high-risk pregnancy. There was no pre-existing condition. Given all that, there is no way that Blue Cross is going to be able to deny this claim. Now, interestingly enough, Blue Cross hasn't been commenting on the story. Mm. I don't know what's going on behind the uh, uh, closed doors, but, you know, it, it's crazy. And the other thing that I pointed out uh, on Roy Stroll last night, you know, the insurance company, the E&O uh, Arizona Missions Insurer of the broker and the brokerage firm that actually sold the policy must be watching this case very intently. Because at the end of the day, if this matter goes to court mm. and if Blue Cross is deemed to have acted properly and denied the claim legitimately, then the broker didn't do her job. She must have screwed up because she obviously did not insure them appropriately. By the way, they got insurance from this broker in person. So the broker knew. They, in fact, had a conversation, and she asked them questions about the pregnancy. They went through everything. I mean, this couple did absolutely everything right. So I got in touch with them. 
uh, you know, through through Roy, and I spoke with her and her husband this morning. I spoke to them wow. at length. I no got kidding. a lot of information. And, you know, here's what I told them. This is not going to be a difficult claim to resolve for a very simple reason. Based on the information I have right now, I don't have everything. I need to obviously review everything. But based on what I have right now, which seems to be, you know, most of the information at least, I cannot see how if this went to court, how a jury or a judge would not say to Blue Cross, you are on the hook here for either the entire amount or a good portion. Now, the fact that usually these kinds of claims, when you have medical bills uh, from you know, other countries when you travel, mm-hmm. the fact that usually you can negotiate with them in any event, you know, they'll never get 100 cents on the dollar because yep. they have to sue you, they have to enforce it here. Just, yep. That's not going to happen. But the point is that this family has been put through something that no one should be put through. It's just crazy. Especially and, and you know newborn, what? There's right? been outrage. Yeah, and there's outrage being uh, it's pouring from everywhere. I mean, this couple has been contacted from you know, the UK to Australia to absolutely anywhere uh, about the story. It, because it touches on a very, very uh, uh, personal issue for many people. If you're traveling and you have insurance, if this couple was denied this coverage when they really, really needed it, you know, I mean, who else would? Uh, is who your else policy? Get it? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I, I'm going away in January, I, right. and I got a policy. Am I going to get denied? It's insane. And of course, Blue Cross also says, or, or uh, other people who have commented from the insurance industry says, well, people have an obligation to review their policies. Absolutely. Guess what? This couple was never even given the policy. A physical hand. Ne- either physical or electronic. They never even got it. Never even got it. So we don't even know what the policy says. Again, that goes to what the broker did here. In any event, that's something people, people need to be aware of this. They need to be aware that uh, you know, when they're denied a claim, uh, oftentimes when I see people coming to me, oftentimes the denials are uh, – they have no basis or they have a very weak basis. Insurance companies, you know, they're in the business of making money. We spoke about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not faulting them for that. I'm just faulting the entire mechanism, how it's structured. You know, they're, they're betting on the fact that most people, you know, maybe one in five, one in ten, whatever the statistics are, that, that only, only one in, in many will actually stand their ground or consult an insurance lawyer, an injury and insurance lawyer, right, mm-hmm. and see what their rights are, see, see what they can do vis-a-vis the insurance company. Well, this is, uh, this is a huge case, uh, man. Congratulations, because she's, uh, she's in good hands now, for sure. We're going to uh, touch on this a little later. A lot of things going on in the show today. We're going to get right into it, take our first break. you got questions for Savannah. I'm sure you do. If you're in a similar situation, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the show coming up. Insurance and Injury Law Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Personal injury law has a bad reputation. They call us ambulance chasers, bottom feeders, vultures who prey on the misfortunes of others. Well, if that's true, why do I lie awake nights worrying about my clients? You can also email Savannah anytime, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca and his personal number, 416-216-5910. Well, we don't have to look too far to see what the weather was this week. Just getting home on Wednesday, the first snowfall, people lose their mind. Absolutely. Just take a little time because some snow tires. And we all forget how to drive, right? But it doesn't seem to help. Now, you've, uh, you've come up with something very cool and uh, very similar to our pal Lior uh, with TerminationQuestions.com. You've now started MyAccidentQuestions.com. Tell me a little about it. Absolutely. Well, we all see these uh, personal injury ads everywhere. We hear them on the radio. Uh, and, you know, when we talk here on the show and I tell people that I deal with car accidents all the time and I advise people and I give them their options and I tell people, you know, if you've been injured in an accident, give me a call, give my team a call, all you'll get 
with that phone call is information. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anyone who's going to knock on your door or tell you, sign up, sign up, because frankly, maybe there's nothing there to do for you. Right. You know, it, it, it's about giving you information. It's about making sure that you're aware of, of what needs to be done. And a lot of people are hesitant and very mistrustful, surprisingly, uh, of lawyers, no. uh, especially personal injury lawyers. Yeah. So yeah, so one of the things that we've decided to do and create is a website, very simple website that's called myaccidentquestions.com. Mm-hmm. Very simple. You go to it, you post your question, you'll get an answer. That's it. You don't have to, you know, to give me any personal information. You know, you're not going to get any knocks on the door, nothing. And, uh, you know, I, I invite anyone who, uh, you know, at any point, whether it's today or, or, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago or any, a year ago, whenever, you have questions about your accidents, about any injuries that you've suffered, yep. uh, then, you know, you'll get your answers. Lots of slips and falls this week. Uh, it's it's going to get worse as winter even gets a little worse in the year. Um, if you're in a car accident, bread and butter, what do you do? Well, if you're, if you're in a car accident, the first thing you do, obviously, if anyone is injured, you call the police. Okay? You call the police. You call 911. Uh, and, you know, even if no one is, injur- is injured, by, but the damages are significant, yep. then you'll know if it's significant, if it's not just a scratch. Again, you call the police. The problem is what do you do when... You know, the police tells you that they're busy, go to a collision center, yes, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to common sense. If someone is injured, then you insist on having an ambulance come. And, you know, you're not going to have to insist very hard. You just tell them someone is injured yeah. and they'll send an ambulance. Uh, but if you do go to a collision center, uh, you know, you can just Google them or you can go to our uh, show website uh, and there's a button there you can click and you're going to get the collision centers across the province. Cool. Okay, so it's going to give you that. So that's very important. You got to make sure that you ch- get yourself checked out. Go to the hospital, go to your family doctor, walk-in clinic. Just, just you know, do your due diligence about yourself. A lot of people end up going home, going straight to work. And I understand people have obligations. People are, you know, they have their lives and, you know, they think, okay, well, I'm a little shaken up. Uh, but I can probably handle it. And, of course, what happens the next day, they wake up with intense back pain, neck pain. They can't move. You know, they somehow drag themselves or get someone to drive them to the hospital. So make sure you get checked out. You never know what damage you've done to yourself, uh, not because of yourself, but maybe somebody else hit you. You just have to make sure that you take care of yourself. You also have to make sure that you contact your insurance company. Okay, it's very important that you notify them of the accident, uh, especially if there is significant damage or injuries. Of course, it goes without saying that at the time of the accident, if you're able to, you make sure you get the information from the other driver. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have uh, you know, a copy of their driver's license or you have uh, you know, a, a, a copy of their ownership, insurance. Make sure you have that information. Again, seems common sense, but you know, when we get into accidents, and it's happened to me as well, uh, we, we lose our heads, especially if we have someone in the car that we're caring for like a child. Oh, yeah. Right? All you're thinking about is the well-being of that child. So we have to make sure that you know, we, we, we get this information. Now, if the police is there, they'll probably get that information anyways, and they'll give you a copy of the report or an incident number. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, very important that uh, you, know, you get this information and that you get yourself checked out. You go to a collision reporting center uh, if the police doesn't arrive. And, uh, you know, give me a call or go on that website, uh, myaccidentquestions.com, if you have any questions. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take a, a short break. That's uh, what to do if you're in. Uh, more importantly, the things that people don't know when we come back is what not to do if you're in a car accident. We'll get to that right here in the Insurance and Injury Law Show on Talk Radio. AM 640. Help at the insurancelawyer.ca to get a hold of them or 416-216-5910. And the phone call, Jason in Ajax. Hello, Jason. How are you doing today? Good. What's up? Good. How are you? Savannah's here. Oh, hello. Uh, 
So um, I was just my question was about um, surveillance and right. the uh, and uh, how that gets sort of commissioned out and when it when it does like what's the value of that like when a when an investigator gets um, any kind of like uh, photography or video evidence how does that affect your claim Jason that's actually a very good question and we touched on that uh, on the last show it really depends. It depends on what it is that's being alleged uh, by the claimant. So, for example, if you're injured and you're saying that, uh, you know, because of your back pain, uh, you know, you, you can hardly stand up and, and you, can't, uh, you, know, you can't go shopping, you can't do work, anything like that, and then there's surveillance that shows that you went dancing or you went to the gym and are lifting 300 pounds, obviously that's going to compromise your claim. And, and, you know, when I worked for insurance companies, I would order surveillance all the time. I mean, what people need to understand is that even though this is a very useful tool for insurance companies to use, they also don't use it a lot. I mean, they use it all the time, but it's not like if they have a claim, you're going to be under surveillance for, you know, every day of the week for the next 52 weeks. Because, you know, on average, it would cost them, let's say, a thousand bucks, maybe $1,500 a day. It adds up, right? It, it adds up, exactly. But in terms of the value of the surveillance, it depends. And sometimes insurance companies will actually get uh, surveillance and not even use it because it doesn't do anything for them or, right. or it actually confirms that the person is disabled. I can tell you about a case that I had without giving any names where uh, I was on the defense on that one. So I was defending it. It's a slip and fall case. And, and the gentleman was saying that, uh, you know, he, uh, he's been walking with a cane since the incident, mm-hmm. hasn't been able to drive his car. And, of course, on the surveillance that we got, we could see that uh, not only was he walking without a cane, but he could lift quite a lot and walk with it. And, and he was able to drive no problem. So you can see that undermines your claim. But it's very important that... You know, if you have a, a, a claim, an injury claim, you know, that you're not becoming secluded. It doesn't mean that you suddenly stop doing everything that you would otherwise normally do. It just means that you represent to the insurance company or to your lawyer exactly what the issue is. So, so for example, if, 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 you know, when we make a claim and, and we say that you have back pain or neck pain or anything like that, you know, unless you really can't do anything, unless you're really paralyzed, mm-hmm. I would never tell the other side, the insurance company, that you can't do anything. I will simply say that you're doing it, but it's extremely difficult for you to do it. Right. Okay, very important. So there is that distinction. In fact, a lot of times claimants are asked, you know, what can, what, what can you not do around the house? You know, and people say, well, I can't vacuum. And I ask them, well, wait a second. You can't vacuum. I mean, you've tried and or you hurts can't. To vacuum. Or does it hurt and you yeah. prefer not to? That's a very subtle distinction. It's a distinction that, you know, defense lawyers seize on all the time. Uh, and it's something people should be aware of. So, yeah, there is going to be potentially use to the insurance companies to use the surveillance, photography, video, anything like that. But, you know, don't think that because of that possibility... Uh, you should put your, your life on hold. And yeah, I guess people just have the, you know, when they think of insurance companies and surveillance, I guess they feel like, you know, they're, they're like John Gotti. There's constantly a camera following them all around right. the place all the time. Right? Exactly. It's no, not that's the not the case. It's not the case. But Forward. it's very, yeah. Go so, ahead. Forward. No, I was going to say, it's <laughs> come on, John, let's coordinate We're too this. hyper. We're too hyper. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Just wanted to get to uh, Frank in Oakville. Hi, Frank. Hi there. How are you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, my... Uh, my insurance, uh, insurance, life insurance term has been expired two right. years ago. But since then, my insurance company every month deducting the amount from my account, and uh, I didn't any, I didn't sign any renewal or anything like that. I just wanted to know: Am I insured, or they are just deducting money for nothing every month? Well, that's a that's very interesting year. question, yeah. Frank. Did you get this insurance directly from the from the insurer, or do you use a broker? Broker. Did you ask your broker about this? 
it was uh, it was around 13, 14 years ago. I don't know even my broker right. is still in the business or not. It was, uh, to be exact, 14 years ago, my term was 10 years. Right. So my term was finished, and uh, there was no, uh, no increase of the payment. I mean, they deducting automatically every month from my account. Well, you should definitely be contacting them and finding this out. I mean, I would assume that they would have sent you a letter or letters uh, telling you that, uh, telling you something. It doesn't make sense to me. That's that's the you know the reason you're asking me this question is because it doesn't make sense to you either. A lot of times when we're dealing with insurance claims uh, or personal injury claims for that matter, uh, you know whatever whatever doesn't make sense to you probably doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense because there's right. a problem. So yeah. what you got to do is you got to definitely call the insurance company and find out what is going on here. Uh, I, I would be surprised if if um, well, I, I was going to say that I would be surprised if uh, they're continuing to deduct premiums and you're not covered. I mean, did you get a letter at oh, any point? Oh, it, it seems like you lost. Okay, well, Frank, what you need to do is you need to call them. You need to actually get in writing, not not verbally, but in writing uh, from them confirmation of whether your life insurance is still in effect. And you have to make sure that uh, it, whether it's in effect or it's not in effect, uh, that uh, you know the premium is reflected accordingly because I, I, I'm not sure what happened here. If, if, if they cut you off and they continue deducting, is, is there a different issue? Is there something else that you're being insured for that you don't even know? Yeah, they got to I mean, something doesn't something make any sense. Funds, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Some, and, and frankly, if you're not insured, you should be getting those premiums back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so definitely call them and find this out and make sure you get this in writing. We'll get to uh, Pat here in Scarborough. Hello, Pat. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hi, Pat. Uh, so then we're traveling. Right. And uh, curious to know, what should we be doing What's to make sure our I's are dotted and T's are crossed with travel insurance? What, uh, so we don't have the same issues. What, what, is it a don't ask, don't tell? What should we be divulging? Right. Um, what shouldn't we be divulging? Uh, just to make sure we're covered. And credit card coverage, is that good enough, or should we be individually speaking to somebody? Pat, excellent question. And, in fact, this is the $1 million question, given everything that's going on. Uh, what I usually tell people and what I do myself is I go through a third party. I don't go through an insurance company directly to get insurance. Uh, now, I, I have a travel agent. Generally speaking, I would tell you travel agents are not necessarily the best people to buy this from because, I mean, they're travel agents. That they're, they're trained and insured to, to sell you, you know, your travel. vacation. Yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, they're, they're actually brokerage firms. You can even Google them uh, that deal with travel insurance. And to your question of what you should be divulging, anything you can imagine. I'm not saying you start talking to them about how you felt on a Saturday 10 years ago. But if you know you have certain conditions, like you, you know you're suffering from cancer and you're now in remission, uh, you know if you have a certain age, if you're having, I don't know, if you have dialysis uh, once right. a week, make sure those things are brought up with the agent. Here's the other thing: uh, you tell them what you want to be covered for because there are different packages. And you mentioned credit cards. Credit cards sometimes do give you this coverage. I'm very hesitant with credit cards because, again, I mean, for me, I'm reading the policy. I understand what I'm reading. Uh, I want to have an independent policy. That's just me. I want to make sure that there is a policy that was issued to me, to my wife, to my, to my children. And I want to make sure that, that I see exactly what's going to be covered and what's not. Here's the other thing to make sure that you, you see uh, or, or that you talk about with the, with the broker. You make sure you go through the exclusions. You make sure you understand exactly what will not be covered. You need to understand if something happens, a lot of times there is a provision in the travel policy that says you've got to call the insurance company uh, immediately before treatments are being given to make sure that those treatments, in fact, will be covered. Mm -hmm. So to your question, make sure you use a broker, a, 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 broker oh, sorry, a broker, a brokerage firm that specializes in travel insurance. Just Google them, Toronto, Oshawa, wherever, those, you know, wherever you are, 
and make sure that you divulge everything and make sure that, uh, you know, if there are any questions that they're asking you, uh, that you give them the best answers you can. Make sure you don't hide Be anything. Be thorough, right? Be thorough. Be thorough. Yeah. And to the extent possible, do it or confirm it via email so that there is a record. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to get a hold of. And Savan's uh, his own number, 416-216-5910. That's outside of show hours as well. And help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the Insurance and Injury Law Show coming up right here. Talk Radio AM 640. And I will relay some other contact info for you. 416-216-5910. That is Savan's number. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca for email. And you can always check out myaccidentquestions.com. If you got some of those, they'll... Begin to uh, build up a uh, quite a library, though. Sometimes you only have to ask one. The question will be there for you to look at. But uh, you exactly. just got an email, actually. Right. I, I got an email from a lady who said that she's six months pregnant. And, uh, you know, she should be concerned right now because she has, uh, you know, travel insurance yeah. for that trip. So here's something else that our listeners should know. And this is going to catch everyone by surprise here. Insurance policies, travel insurance policies, will not cover uh, the care of your newborn uh, when you give birth in a different country while you're traveling. So think about it this way. Uh, you know, you're six months pregnant, you're traveling, let's say, to Hawaii, and, uh, you know, you've given birth. And let's say the insurance company says, we will cover your expense, uh, you, John, who just gave birth. And uh, That would be interesting. That would be interesting, right? The kid and- would not be cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it would definitely be, uh, it's an image. Uh, so, so, you know, the insurance company will say, we will cover, uh, you know, your stay, we'll okay. cover your doctors, but we will not cover the expense for your, for your child once your child is born. Of course, that seems nonsensical. So they get incubated or whatever, right. the jaundice, whatever. Right. They're not so going to cover that. Oh, yeah, they're not going to okay. cover that. And, and so people, uh, of course, are, are wondering, how can that possibly be? Well, we have a 1986 court decision from Saskatchewan that dealt with that issue exactly. And it was about a couple who got travel and medical insurance. And the, um, the mother actually gave birth in California unexpectedly. And the insurance company did exactly that. They covered her expenses, but not the unborn child. And what the judge in that case said is that, you know, you can't insure an unborn child because in the eyes of the law, that child doesn't exist yet. That person doesn't mm-hmm. exist. It's not an insured under the policy. So people have to be aware whether you're, you know, two months pregnant, six months, eight months, if something happens and you do give birth prematurely uh, when you're away, your child's expenses are probably not going to get covered by the insurance company. And that's something that a lot of brokers, travel agents, whoever sells you travel insurance will not necessarily tell you because they may not know that this is the case. So just be aware of that. Very, very important. Is there something you can buy on top of that in case that uh, comes up or it's not even offered? Not as far as I know. I mean, maybe there's insurance out there for incidental expenses. The, The problem is you can't insure... Uh, a, a, um, a person that doesn't, in the eyes of the law, exist. Okay. And, and okay. you know, there are legal wow. issues and philosophical issues behind yeah. that because if you could do that, then you, how do we deal with abortion and things like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so okay. that, but people should just know that, you know, in the event this happens, there could be an issue with respect to the expenses of the child. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Uh, Jose Newmarket, hello. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you, sir? Hi, Go Jose. Ahead. Great. Yeah, I was just calling to see if you, if the gentleman had ever heard of, of a service. I have a, I have a membership with a company called Legal Shield, right? Where I have access to not only a lawyer but law firms across North America. So I have been in situations where an accident, two o'clock in the morning, and within seconds, I actually are speaking to a lawyer. So as what you're saying about, you know, call the police and everything else. Well, my first call is to my lawyer who has wife 
can now ask and get advice before I make any of those other phone calls. Hmm. You ever heard of this service? Yes, I have heard of the service. And uh, I mean, I haven't used it myself. Uh, the service works in, a, in an interesting way. Essentially, uh, they are basically brokers. <laughs> And, you know, for a fee, uh, a monthly fee or a weekly, whatever it is you're paying, you are getting access to these individuals. And, of course, this company uh, then has certain arrangements with those uh, law firms. And I have no idea what the relationship is between those law firms and the company. Presumably, there is some kind of a, of a payment that happens here because they are brokering the relationship. Mm-hmm. My concern with this kind of a service, and again, I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk badly about them because I haven't used them. But my concern is that how do you know who they're putting you in touch with? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know what profession you're in, but whether you're a contractor, whether you are a, a, a lawyer, an engineer, a doctor, there are really bad practitioners out there and there are really good ones out there. And how do you know who, are you, you, you know, who you're going to lend with? And that's my concern. I have no idea how this uh, this this company uh, if it, they did their due diligence. I have no idea if uh, you know they're selecting lawyers based on on whether they're getting paid more per case that they refer to them. I just don't know. You can't put them through your own filter. Right? I, exactly. There's no yeah. filter, and that's yeah. always a concern to me. And in fact, you know, John, we spoke about that, and and Lior speaks about that in his show. Sometimes people end up coming to us. Who, who's, you know, who have cases, really good cases, and you know, they're in a predicament. And they've just been you know, with a lawyer or a law firm that doesn't know what they're doing. Right. You know, and the mess that, that they make out of these cases, and these people, unfortunately, are then stuck yeah. because lawyers like us may not want to get involved because it's, it's just too messy now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to the point where we can't rectify the errors that were made. Uh, so, you know, in those cases, uh, a lot of people have potential claims against their own lawyers. So in any event, just to answer Jose's question, uh, you know, you can do that service. You know, I, I've spoken to people and uh, some people have had good experience. Some people have had bad experiences. Uh, but I like to have control. I like to know who it is that I am hiring or who's going to be helping me. Uh, and I'm sure that most people would want to know the same. Before all the phone calls and Jose mentioned an accident alert, uh, let's bounce back over to what, uh, what not to do if you're in a car accident. That's where we left off. Right. Well, if you are injured or think you're injured or someone in your car is injured, do not go home. Okay. Go to a hospital. Make sure there's an ambulance. Just make sure that you're taking yourself, uh, taking care of yourself physically. Okay. Very, very important. Uh, the second thing that I would say is, uh, and you know, John, I'm saying this because I know it's actually quite common, uh, believe it or not. Do not let the tow truck driver that just arrived on scene convince you to go to a physio clinic from the scene of the accident. You'd be amazed how many really? times. Yes. And why do they do that? Because of a lot of them, they're getting, get, a stipend. They're getting something from the clinic, which nice. means that that clinic is very likely on the red flag list by the insurance bureau. Okay. Very, very important. Don't let that happen. That's okay? a huge one. Huge. Absolutely wow. huge. Uh, you know, the second thing I'll say is, uh, again, if you are injured, don't wait to call an injury lawyer, someone you trust, get a reference, call me, call somebody who knows what they're doing because they'll guide you. Just like Jose was saying here, you know, that it's important. He, the first thing he does is he calls the, uh, the lawyer. By the way, I, I don't think that's, that's the right thing to do. I mean, if no one is injured, sure, call the lawyer. But if someone is injured, you don't call the lawyer. You call 911. Yeah. Uh, it's just common sense. Again, we come coming back to the fact that it's common sense. But, you know, whether you're injured or not, you make sure that one of the first few calls are to that injury lawyer that's going to guide you and tell you what needs to be done and who's going to care about you know, your, your well-being, not, not the money. 
Okay, because the money can wait, the compensation can wait. Yep. You know, take care of yourself. Those we'll are the uh, main things. We'll take a short break and into more of these when we uh, when we continue. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Also, Savan, his number is 416-216-5910. You want to call him uh, anytime outside of show hours or email as well. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the insurance and injury law show. Coming up right here at Talk Radio, AM 640. I believe a lawyer should fight for his client, refrain from stealing money, and try not to lie. You know, the basics. You can also uh, check out and ask some questions on myaccidentquestions.com and Savan at uh, theinsurancelawyer.ca. Tell us about some cases as far as this stuff's concerned. We're talking about car accidents this time of year, right? Right. I'll tell you about a few cases that happened uh, that I spoke with people this week about. Uh, So this was a gentleman that called me because he heard uh, from a listener uh, who listened to the show. Uh, And I spoke with him and his wife. And it's a good thing that he called me. He's 50 years old. He works two jobs. He was re-rendered. This was, uh, you know, when we had that big snowfall yep. uh, just about a week ago. Uh, and uh, he has uh, tremendous back pain and neck pain. And he was diagnosed at the hospital with whiplash. Now, he hasn't been able to go back to work. And he's obviously worried about his income. And here's what I told him. I said, don't worry, okay? You can, first of all, you can claim income replacement benefits, okay, from your own insurance company. Unfortunately, it's not as much as we would like it to be. It's only up to $400 per week, which doesn't compensate him fully. But guess what? Because he was rear-ended, it wasn't his fault. We're going to be able to actually make a claim uh, for, for a good chunk of his other income, especially if he has difficulty working in the future, from the insurance company of the at-fault driver. Okay, okay? Very, very important. Uh, and uh, you know, his, his main concern, though, and, and for him and his wife, was well, what happens with, uh, with his employers? You know, I mean, they may fire him if he can't come back to work in, in a reasonable way, if he can only do certain activities and, and not everything. You know, if he tells them he has to go on modified duties, they may not like that. And I said, well, wait a second. I said, first of all, if that happens, you call me immediately. As you know, John, oh, yes. we do employment law, oh, yes. right? Yeah. My esteemed uh, partner, Lior Sanfiro, with his employment hour, talks about these kinds of issues all the time. You know... Employers have to be extremely careful when they're dealing with injured individuals. As we know, they have to accommodate people. Well, the good thing about dealing with us directly, and and by the way, that happens quite often, is that because we do both insurance and injury, we do a lot of personal injury uh, claims, but because we also have quite a few extremely good lawyers who all they do is employment law, you really are covered from both angles. Okay, both nice. from the injury. It's yeah. very nice because oftentimes when someone is going to an injury lawyer, that's what that lawyer or that firm does. It's only personal injury. Whereas here you get really the full gamut. Mm-hmm. And, and really this is what people are, are concerned about, you know, my injury claim, but what's going to happen the with work. my work? Yeah. Exactly. And we've had that situation where Lior has had to intervene and has had to deal with, the, uh, with, with my client's uh, employers and was, I, was either able to effectively persuade, quote unquote, the employer to properly accommodate my client right. or... Yeah, if the employer was uh, silly enough to uh, let my client go when my client was in disability. That's a good move. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a mistake because then, of course, they had to deal with Lior and, and they did not like the outcome. Yeah. Uh, so that's very, very important. So people should know that whenever they are injured and there are issues with work, uh, certainly it's ideal if you can have people in the same, you know, under the same roof dealing with all these claims so that you are fully covered and there is full communication between the people who are working on your cases. Okay. Uh, Next one. Do you want to go with? Okay, sure. There's another one, and this one is uh, is an interesting one. This one is actually a listener that um, cool uh, that listened to the show for a few weeks, and unfortunately, he was a pedestrian, and he was struck by a car that was simply going too fast in a private uh, plaza parking lot. Uh, he broke his right leg, and he may need surgery now. 
Very nice gentleman. I actually went to his home, met with him and his wife. Uh, very, very nice people. Uh, but there are two interesting issues that I wanted to bring to people's attention. So in this case, this gentleman has unfortunately a lot of pre-existing issues. He has, he's had fibromyalgia. He, he was battling cancer. He's had a lot of issues before this incident. Rough go. Yeah. Right. So most people ask me when in, in that similar situation where they've had a pre-existing medical history prior to their injury, well, how does that affect my claim? Well, of course, it depends from case to case, and I analyze each case independently depending on the information I have. In this case, what does the fibromyalgia and cancer have anything to do with the fact that in this accident he broke his leg? Nothing. Zero. Zero, exactly. So obviously that person's insured, whoever was driving that vehicle, would have to compensate him for the fact that he broke his leg. Now, my, the, 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 this gentleman is retired, so there's no income loss claim, but maybe there's going to be issues in terms of doing things around the home. Maybe now they have to hire someone to take care of certain things that otherwise he could have done despite his pre-existing conditions. Of course, by hiring someone, you are incurring the expense. That, again, is compensable. Exactly. We're going to claim that against the other guy's insurer. Of course, that brings me to the second point. That driver who hit him apparently had no insurance. Excellent. Right. So what do you do with that? Well, luckily enough, uh, my client, uh, this gentleman who is now my client, uh, has his own car insurance. And in fact, that's how he's getting treatments. Being uh, His treatments are being paid by his own car insurance. Uh, well, the law says that in a case like that, uh, you know, if you have your own auto insurance, even if you are a pedestrian, okay, and you're struck by another car that doesn't have insurance, as soon as your uh, auto insurance company is starting to pay you benefits, yep. you can now go after them, make a claim against them as though you were making a claim against the at-fault driver. Do you get what I'm saying, John? How's that going to affect? It's not even his fault. A, he wasn't in a car. It shouldn't B, affect his premiums. In, it shouldn't affect his premiums? It shouldn't. Okay. Listen, I'm not a broker. We talked about that before. Yeah. But, you know, it, yeah. it, the, point is, the point is that the law allows us, it gives us a safety net. It means that even in situations where you've been injured and you have no idea who to make a claim against because the other entity or the other driver doesn't have insurance. Which is illegal. It, it's illegal, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you have no recourse. And that's, that's very important because a lot of lawyers miss that. And, and a lot of people obviously think from a common sense standpoint, well, if there's no insurance, what can I do? Blood from a stone. Blood from a not stone. Not true. Except, not true. Yeah. Not true. Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of times it just takes a little bit of creativity, ingenuity, and knowing the law and what the law allows. And we have to make sure that we go after whoever really is going to be able to compensate you. 416-870-6400, star 640. Until you got a question during our last segment coming up to 1 o'clock. And there's a few questions you might have had on your mind. You can ask those anytime now, myaccidentquestions.com. So Van just put that together. You'll want to check it out. His number as well, 416-216-5910 to get a hold of him directly. This is the Insurance and Injury Law Show right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. Another hot topic uh, every week, and we always talk about is uh, long-term disability. Got some cases, want to read some stuff, and another website want to plug as well. Right. Uh, so let's talk about the case first. And this is very important. A lot of people on long-term disability, a lot of questions out there. Again, now that we talked about the, the hukula claim, the travel insurance, you know, insurance claims are, are widespread, whether it's car insurance issues, fire loss issues, house insurance issues, all these kinds of things. So let's talk about long-term disability because it's also an insurance issue. Uh, so I had this lady who, uh, again, heard the show and, and called. Uh, she was cut off long-term disability after a year of being on it and getting payments. She's 42 years old, sales rep, uh, suffering from depression, and she was diagnosed by a psychiatrist okay. with, with depression, and she's receiving treatments, ongoing treatments. Her insurance company calls her up 
and starts pressuring her to try and return to work. The insurance company, believe it or not, even called her employer to try and coordinate with the employer a return-to-work program. So, of course, the employer is then contacting her, which is adding an immense amount of stress. Unfortunately, this is not unusual. It happens a lot. Uh, So she doesn't know what to do. I mean, she doesn't feel like she can actually go back to work. And and she's feeling that she's regressing because every time she gets that phone call from the adjuster, every time she gets a letter. Yeah, I mean, she gets into more of a depressive state. Her psychiatrist is very uh, uh, concerned, uh, is upping her medications, actually. Uh, So I said, listen, I said, do not worry. Okay, let me deal with it. Let me deal with it. And I know that, you know, when I say that to people, they think, okay, well, what are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be dealing with the insurance company directly. That adjuster is going to have to go through me to get to you. They're not going to talk to you anymore. So at the very least, you're going to be able to sleep at night knowing you're not going to get that phone call. You're not going to get that letter. Okay, very important. Uh, so, So what did I do here? I wrote the adjuster. I wrote the adjuster the same day that I spoke with this lady, and I instructed the adjuster to only communicate with me. I sent a letter that same day stating my client's legal position, and I gave him one week to respond. Now, here's the thing. If this adjuster doesn't feel that he wants to or has to or needs to reinstate her benefits, we will be starting a claim. And I can guarantee you, John, that it's going to get resolved within either weeks or months at most for a very, very simple reason. There is no reason why the insurance company is forcing her to do something against medical advice. Her own psychiatrist is saying that she's not fit to go back to work. Mm -hmm. So why is the insurance company doing this? Well, we talked about that before. Very simple reason. Because most people will capitulate. Most people will be afraid to take on this insurer because they think it's this mammoth organization. I'm telling people out there, insurance companies do this because they're playing the odds. They're playing the odds that you're going to walk away. They're playing the odds that you're going to uh, just give up and just do whatever needs to be done because you can't handle it. Because a normal too scary person, for them, right? It's too scary, and they have obligations at home, and they have yeah. you know, a family life, and they have people, financial stresses. Yeah. So they don't know what to do. Well, what I tell them is just come to me and talk to me. That's all you have to do. Just talk to me. It won't cost you anything. I will tell you within a span of a few minutes by asking you certain questions if you have a case, if you're, it, it, what you should do. Should you actually, you know, do what the insurance company is saying or do you have a case? And it would be easy or not easy to resolve. I will tell you that. And so that brings me to that website uh, that we want to tell people about, which is very similar to the other one. This one is called MyDisabilityQuestions.com. So if you have a long disability uh, um, uh, claim, uh, whether it's ongoing, whether you've been cut off, whether you're about to be cut off, something is happening, you have a question about it, just go to that website MyDisabilityQuestions.com, post that question. You're not posting your name. It's anonymous. You'll get an answer. You know, if there are any questions that, you know, get posted now, then, you know, within minutes after the show, I will be answering them. So people need to be aware that there is a place to go and get answers, and they're not alone. And, you know, the stories that they have, believe it or not, are widespread. Right. And it's good because after a while, you're going to build up a, a repertoire of questions. And most, most of the time, people are eventually going to log on there and go in and go, oh, there's my question. Right. Been answered, fi- right? Absolutely. And, and, and if, if there's a variation on your question, then, you know, you're just going to get uh, – you're going to be able to post your own question and you're going to get your own answer. And, and if you have follow-up questions, then you, you get follow-up answers. It's really that simple. The biggest thing with this whole thing I think you could take away from today is the instant relief of making sure you make that initial phone call, get you involved, and then it takes the phone calls away from the insurance company. That buffer zone is key, right? You got 
about it. Exactly. And you also don't feel like you're on your own. I mean, that's something that yeah. I think a lot of people feel like they are on their own. Uh, and how can you deal with these companies? How can you deal with these literally gigantic corporations? You know, people need to understand that these companies have to obey the law. It's not that simple. That They can't just simply decree that you have to do this or you have to do that or we can cut you off. No. You have a contract with them. You have rights. Those rights can be enforced. And what most people don't understand or, or are skeptical about is that these kinds of claims oftentimes resolves quickly, yeah. right? And the reason they resolve quickly is because if you think about it, as soon as you have an insurance lawyer or an injury lawyer involved, the insurance company, if there is a claim, they have to engage their own lawyers. It's going to cost them money. And those, those other lawyers do exactly what I do, except that they protect the insurance companies, but they assess the claim the way that I assess the claim. Right. They may have a different position. Right, because they have to protect the insurance company's interests. But at the end of the day, we all know what the law is. We know what the range of options are. And if you stand your ground, if you simply call me, I will let you know exactly what it is you can and cannot do. It's a very simple process. Or you just go to that website, uh, both websites, you know, myaccidentquestions.com or mydisabilityquestions.com. Uh, don't, don't call a lawyer. Don't call me. Don't call anyone. Just go to the websites and, and just get your answers, sorry, your questions answered. And outside that, they should give you a call. Another good uh, good show today. Lots of information, my friend. 416-216-5910 is how you get a hold of Savannah directly. You can email him as well, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll do it all again next week. I'm sure there's more intriguing stuff you're going to want to hear. So until then, uh, stick around, do your homework, and we'll get, uh, join you next week right here in the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Talk radio, AM640.